Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. It is a beautiful Wednesday night in Paris as we welcome you to this quarterfinal edition of TC Live at Roland Garros. We are presented all week by our friends at LoopNet. It's hump day in Paris and only a couple more hurdles remain to reach the finish line at Roland Garros. The women's semifinals are set and just one spot remains for the men. We've already had one rematch from last year and fans will be treated to another tonight. Number four seed Casper Ruud and number six Holgaruna run it back from the quarterfinals a year ago. It was a testy battle. Ruud came out on top, but now Runa is a top ten player. The 20-year-old, the second Danish man to reach multiple major quarterfinals, comes in with a spectacular 7-2 record against top five opponents. The fireworks set to fly in about 45 minutes. The atmosphere... It is up. It is all sorts of energy here at Roland Garros. Welcome in Steve Weissman, Chanda Rubin, John Wertheim. Welcome all our viewers watching on YouTube TV. Once again, you can find Tennis Channel and T2 now on YouTube TV. We just saw Sasha Zverev come through. So he is awaiting the winner of our night session. Holger Runa, Kasper Ruud. Uh, much has been made, John, of the contentious nature of their match last year. Who comes into this one more confident? Yeah, I think hot take, pew, pew, pew. I, I think Runa has sort of become the new Root, a very steady player who doesn't give you much, a deceptively good athlete. He won the last time those two had a head-to-head -head match. That was earlier on the clay. They've kind of done a bit of, of role reversal. Root is a very solid player, but Runa has really established himself as a player to beat. Yeah, and he's playing, I think, a more dynamic type of game. But we heard Casper Root on the desk say he was looking for a little bit of revenge. Uh -huh, that is uh -huh. a powerful motivator when you just lost to someone one you have that that desire above all else to turn the tables and it was a tight match in Rome I think Rude is playing better tennis he's playing more confident more comfortable on courts where he's done well getting to that final last year and I think it may be a different matchup but I do have some info uh, from the streets that <laughs> from the streets that, that Olga Rude was practicing his serving and volleying that may be a play mm. he tries to throw in uh, a little bit more often we've seen him be a bit aggressive in uh, his matches previous matches but I think this is one match where he will look to try to dictate and control very often. Yeah, and as far as sort of the, the interpersonal and the battle of Scandinavia, Runa said something interesting. He said, I, I don't want, I'm not looking for drama this year. They had a bit of a confrontation in the locker room afterwards and words. So on the one hand, he's already trying to downplay this and to sort of, uh, you know, to take, take some of the energy at them. But that also suggests to me he's thinking about the interpersonal. So we'll see if that, that comes to the fore. And, and once they take the court, who knows? Yeah, exactly. no, no holds barred. I, I like the info from the streets, by the way, Tana. <laughs> we'll serve in Bali for Holger Runa. Uh, by the way, tournament director Amelie Marais going to join us on TC Live coming up later in the show. So look forward to speaking to her second year as tournament director here with Roland Garros. She saw some great matches earlier today, the last two women's quarterfinals, starting with Anne Jabeur and Beatrice Haddad Maya John, both trailblazers. Jabeur, the first player from Africa to reach this stage in all four majors, and Haddad Maya, the first Brazilian to do it here since 1968. 
Brazilian woman, of course, uh, given the success of Gisele by Gustavo Kierton. You know, this was a big opportunity for Anzabur. She was 2-0 and against a lesser-ranked opponent. Everything was sort of going for her. And then all of a sudden, a couple games from the finish line, she really sputtered. The second set went to a breaker, and suddenly we love the drop shots, we love the angles, but when they don't work, a powerful player can take advantage. And Hadat Maia won the second set, and then absolutely cruised, guys. We only dropped one game the rest of the way, breaking serves, using that lefty skill. It was a strange, strange match. This is one of these matches, guys, where on the one hand, you, you congratulate the victor. This is a big result for, uh, for Hadat Maia, but you also, part of this is a bit bittersweet. You wonder what happened to Osgood. Just a few points from winning and couldn't close. But uh, big, big result, biggest of her career by far. Fabia had never been past the second round of a major before coming here. Now the first Brazilian woman to make the semifinals in the open air. Third straight match, by the way, coming from a set down. Beatrice Haddad Maya into the final four. So the last spot would go to either Coco Golf or Iga Sviantek, a rematch of last year's final that Sviantek won in straight sets. The world number one only dropped four games in that match to win her second Roland Garros title. And since then, Sviantek has taken three more matches and six more sets against Golf. So, Chanda, could Coco find some answers today? Oh, Golf came in with a plan. She was stepping in on backhands, taking advantage of every opportunity, but at four all. Held, and then it changed here with Dog serving to try to stay in the first set. Sviantek able to get a handle on the high backhands that Golf was throwing at her. Able to get a little bit of spin on those shots and got him to fall at just the right moment. And then she was off and running. You could see Sviantek relax even more. It was still tight in this moment. Pegged Sviantek there. It was the right play. Nothing to see here. She's fine. Sviantek would just keep it rolling. And that's one of the strengths of her game. She doesn't get distracted. She doesn't, you know, get her mind off on things that don't matter. She got the focus back and was able to clinch it when it mattered most. Came up with some big shots. Golf was impressive, the way she fought, her athleticism. But in the end, it was the power game, the quickness of Sviantek that came through. And this is a little tougher battle, but Sviantek gets it in straight sets. Into the semifinals for the third time here. Stays perfect against Coco. Perfect in sets this fortnight. The first woman to win 12 straight matches at Roland Garros since Serena Williams. Won 75% of her points on second circle. Golf won less than half of those. Four breaks to one as Iga continues to dominate this matchup. John spoke to her after. Iga, congrats. I think you're going to enjoy reading the stat sheet. Describe the experience when you are playing at this level in such a big match. Well, for sure, I just feel, you know, after the match, I feel pretty satisfied with my game. I'm happy that I was able to uh, make it into sets. And in the first set, in important moments, uh, I was the one that was more solid. So, um, for sure, you know, it wasn't easy, especially with the win today. But I'm happy that I'm to the semifinal. You've talked before about how important it is for you to disconnect a little at these tournaments, get away from the tennis. Give us a book recommendation, restaurant, art. What have you been doing to disconnect? Well, I finished watching Madame Secretary. Uh, right now I'm watching the uh, second season of Ted Lasso, but it's it's pretty short, so I guess I'll be done tomorrow. Um, and about books, um, in Rome I finished uh, Leonardo, Di Leonardo da Vinci's biography. And uh, right now I'm reading East of Eden, so, but I don't know if I'm recommending it yet. I'll see. East of Eden, love it. Uh, you're into the 70s. Adama, see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow, guys.
I love all that. Uh, he used to beat it. Yeah, he used to beat him. Davinci Aldis. Men's quarterfinals wrapping up today. You just saw Alexander Zverev take on Tomas Martin Echeverry. The Argentine, John, was the only remaining player who hadn't dropped a set coming in. Yeah, I think people saw that name. And, well, you know, it's, it's a clay court dirt ball. This guy is a player who hits a big, big ball. He's a big guy. A nice revelation of this tournament. But, boy, we all know what Zverev went through to get back to this level of tennis and this level of the tournament. And he was terrific when he had to be just stroking that backhand winning points again when the duress was at its highest and points they put 37 points at the net that's a set and a half worth of tennis just on volleys from a guy on clay we don't usually think of as a volleyer look at some of these pickups with the hands this was a, a big time effort from Sachsenberg. nice to see him playing during the day three night sessions on his ledger here and again Break late in the fourth set. This match could have gotten tricky. He did not let it. And you can see this encompasses a lot, this victory back in the semis 12 months after he was there and had a horrific accident. Yeah, a lot of roars. There, there was the roar there, there was the roar after they shook hands. I mean, Sasha Zverev is pumped to be back once again, third straight year in the semifinals. Chanda, what stands out to you from these stats? Uh, a lot of break points generated. Zverev getting the extra breaks, 5 of 11. That was huge, and it allowed him to turn the match around when he lost that second set. And, of course, at the net, playing much more aggressively 54 times into the net, winning 38 of those points. That was huge, especially down the stretch. John, you mentioned 12 months after that tragic injury that he suffered on that court in the semifinals. He's back into the final four. He's been slowly building. Round of 16, Monte Carlo, Madrid, Rome, made the semifinals in Geneva. Where do you see his level right now? I, I think the level, I mean, again, that was such a comprehensive performance. But I'll tell you, I, I talked to him after the match, and there's a second where you switch mics. And I said, listen, is it, is it okay if I bring up what happened last year? And he said, absolutely. He has embraced what happened here. Um, and going back to the exact same court where you have this wrenching injury and left in a wheelchair, going back and sort of conquering that terrain, I think that is a victory. He didn't necessarily know how he would respond, and I think he takes as much pride in that as forehands, backhands, and 38 points won at the net. Yeah, I think that was kind of the question when he played that first match mm -hmm. on Chatrier. He figured he had to have been having some flashbacks or at least thought about, you know, the moments and what happened and how horrific that, that was. I mean, for any player, it's hard to forget and also to trust your body. But he has really been impressive the way he's sort of embraced whatever feelings he's been dealing with. He's found a level of tennis that is very high. I think he can still go a bit higher. He's not at his best, but he's He's finding a way to get through these matches, and that, I think, is as impressive as anything else. Can still go higher. Two more wins. Gets his first major title. Three of the four semifinalists are set. We've got Djokovic. We've got Alcaraz. We've got Zverev. Will it be Holger Runa or Kasparud? That is the match we are leading up to the night session here in Paris. But when we come back, the Hall of Famer herself, tournament director Amelie Moresmo. You can see her right there watching the women's quarterfinals earlier today. She is joining us live on set. Don't go anywhere. TC Live at Roland Garros is presented by LoopNet, the most popular place to find a space. Shanna, John, and Steve back on TC Live at Roland Garros presented by LoopNet. It is day 11. 
There has nary been a drop of rain this entire tournament. Absolute beauty. And we are leading you up 2.30 Eastern. Holgaruna, Kasparud, last semifinal spot on the line tonight. But first, we welcome in a special guest to our desk. We've got the Hall of Famer, Tournament Director, Amelie Moresmo. Great to see you, Hello. Amelie. Nice to see you, too. Good to be here. It's great to have you here, as always. Second year on the job. You're, you're yes. a veteran now, right? Well, I feel much more comfortable this year. After the first year where I discovered, I had to discover a lot of a lot of different things, how, how this uh, big event uh, is run. So I'm pretty happy and, and more relaxed also uh, for this year. But let's wait until the end. <laughs> we'll, we'll wait. There's a few more days to go. What's been most gratifying for you about this year's Roland Garros? Well, I think the people, the crowd also is responding really, really well to what's happening throughout the, the three weeks actually of the tournament because the qualification week was also a big success the fact that the night sessions are a little bit earlier maybe for you guys it's not so easy no that's great but, yeah we love that okay, <laughs> so for us it's, it's also a big success something i had nothing to do with is the weather it's honestly it's, it makes a big difference in a tournament like like roland garros to have this kind of weather and yeah i mean everyone's happy so i'm happy Okay. Well, we've been seeing more players move into the role of tournament director. And, you know, when you were getting ready to take on this mantle, the second year in, but was there any particular advice you were given that's been particularly useful or advice you would give to other players moving into that role? Well, I would, I think my, um, some people said to me, listen, everyone is going to give you advice, but the thing you have to follow is, are your guts. And that's really what I've been doing my whole life, pretty much. I led me to some places where I'm, I was pretty happy to go. And, and so that's what I did again um, when, I, when I entered the job a year and a half ago. And honestly, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm happy to follow this. A little bit of, of listening to everyone, obviously, listening to the people that are making the tournament for years now, but also adding what I feel inside of me, my instinct is, is telling me, and it worked pretty well so far. Okay. Tennis is a global sport. That's that's a virtue. There are players here, including the Jews, from more than 100 countries. Yes. There are also players from countries that are at war. Were yeah. you surprised at how much politics and sports intersected this event? A little bit, to be to be honest. Yes, a little bit. Um, definitely not about the, the, the Russian and, and Belarusian and Ukrainian conflict, because we know, I mean, all year long on, on the tour, it's, it's, it's something very very present, especially on the on the women's side, uh, having such a, so many uh, Ukrainian players as well, and, and Russians and Belarusians. But yes, it went wider and broader than I than I thought with Novak also. And so, I mean, I'm happy uh, definitely that that players are expressing themselves, but definitely on the on the tennis courts, maybe maybe less. Right. I, I think in the press, I'm I'm, I'm completely uh, fine with that. On the court, I think it has to stay a sports arena, where maybe politics is, is not uh, is, shouldn't be so present. But I also understand the players and that they want to share their feelings and their emotions as well. As, as tournament director, what specifically what, what challenges does that pose to you? No, I think what, what I want to do is for the players to feel comfortable and to protect them in in any case, any player. And I think that's what we've been trying to do since the, the tournament began, even last year also, and, and especially since uh, we had Naomi uh, Osaka uh, a few years ago. I wasn't tournament director then, but I followed the whole story. So I think having their mental health protected and, and being able to either express themselves or not expressing themselves when they don't want is something that I want to respect, and that's what we what we did. It's a former player talking right there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Protecting the players, their mental health, all, all of that is is 
very important, and you've done a great job doing that. Next year's going to be amazing, Amelie, because not only do we have Roland Garros, We've got, busy we've got the Olympics. What, <laughs> what is this place going to look like next year okay, to the Olympics? So first of all, we're going to have uh, for Roland Garros 2024, the tournament, we're going to have a roof on Susan Langland Court as well. So it's going to be two roofs for us. Hopefully we're going to have the same weather as this year, but in case we will have two roofs to, to protect us. And then for the Olympics, which are only two and a half, three months after the end of the, not even two months after the end of the, yeah. of the tournament, uh, it's going to look blue <laughs> more blue definitely looking different all the all the, uh, the what is surrounding the courts is is going to have a different color a little bit like for those who remember in 2012 in wimbledon the the, the stadium court center court was completely different Purple. everything yeah everything was so different so it's going to look different but the clay i mean the people that are going to organize the the event are going to be the same I'm not going to be in charge because it's it's uh, someone else's job. I'm just for the tournament, but it's going to be great and it's going to be shorter because it's eight days tournament. So that uh, makes a big difference as well. Not the same format mm. as you know also. Yeah. But I'm looking forward. I'm going to come here as a spectator and I will be I will be fine. <laughs> well, speaking of you being a spectator, we've got some shots of you sneaking around watching a little tennis. You had the shades on. Was it no shades tonight. <laughs> no shades here. Yeah. Um, well, but, I'm focused. Very focused. Very focused. But, you know, we've seen Iga Fiontech now just over a year be so dominant coming back into this year's Roland Garros uh, dominating. What have you thought of her tennis and, and how she has, you know, sort of put herself above the field? You mean so far this tournament or, or for a year, a year and a half? For now? the last year and I, coming into this tournament. I'm really impressed by her game he, he, she she her game suits all all surfaces pretty much and, and especially here on clay but the, her intensity is probably what and her focus and her intensity because now everyone's playing great tennis but to be able to really keep the focus week after week day after day obviously but then months after months and now it's been a year and a half you said it and i feel that she's really the the face of women's tennis now and dominant and very dominant and for us here at roland garros her, clay, her, her game suits really, really well on clay. I'm sure you've said that already. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really um, eager to see and impatient as we are all hard to see what's going to happen over the next few days. 12 straight wins and looking yeah. to win her third Roland Garros title. Uh, thank you so much for spending some time Thanks with us. Thanks for having uh, me. As always, we wish you a great championship weekend. We're going to start handing out trophies tomorrow, mixed doubles final. Yes, exactly. First trophy, first ceremony tomorrow. Love it. Amelie Moresmo joining us here on TC Live. Tournament director, Hall of Famer, Hall of Fame human, right here on Tennis Channel. Much more still to come as right now on Tennis.com. David Kane talking about the major streak continuing for Arena Sabalenka. Stefano Tsitsipas, why were the first two sets a little sleepy? Find out on Tennis.com and happy Pride Day here at Roland Garros, 10-year anniversary of the first gay marriage in France. Spectacular day here on the grounds. Much more TC Live after this. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at newbalance.com. 
Back on TC Live, the tennis shop powered by Tennis Point is the new online store featuring the latest apparel and equipment. Choose from a wide selection of brands and get the very same gear as your favorite pros. Check it out now by scanning this QR code on the screen or by going to tennisshop.com. I can highly recommend the 2023 Paris collections, Pure Fire. Well, we are leading up to the night session here. Last semi-final spot on the line. Casparu getting ready to take the court. Said the best of five gives him more freedom to recover from mistakes and early deficits. And he's made a conscious effort to hit through the ball more this tournament. He will also have memories of a win last year against Hogaruna. And uh, apparently, he's faster than anyone on the planet. Save your energy, dude. <laughs> Our women's doubles quarterfinals earlier today on Simone Mathieu, Taylor Townsend. She made the semis last year, Chanda, with Madison Keys, hoping to do the same thing this year with Layla Fernandez. And they recovered from getting down an early break. They are such a dynamic team. Taylor Townsend there at the net, helping her team and just being a real force out there. A lot of aggressive plays, a lot of winners. And that is another one up at the net. Chris Bolley's keeping it out in front. They were perfect on break point opportunities, four for four, and that allowed them to take control of this match right here, keeping themselves in it. And just love how Taylor is so instinctive moving forward. And Layla Fernandez, she's been learning and growing on the double sport. And together, they make a terrific team into a major semifinal. What a pair. Team Tele moving on to the final four, and guess what? We've got a big-time rematch of the Miami final coming up in the semis. Coco Golf, Jesse Pagula against Taylor Townsend, Layla Fernandez. It was Coco and Jesse that won 7-6-6-2. By the way, Jesse can get to number one in the world by winning the title here. Coco would get to number two in the world. So let's talk about it. We've got... Uh, Three Americans, all North Americans, playing in one semifinal. John, what do you make of that matchup? Yeah, I like, what do you think of the lefty-lefty look? Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's a special pairing. Uh, some of this is about doubles, and I think some of this is about singles. Those are four players who reach different rounds, but I think each of them had a little bit of sting from the singles. How nice that they can go out there, stay in the tournament, and ideally, two of them anyway, will leave with a trophy. Yeah, I mean, you look at Taylor Townsend and, and, you know, the success she's had recently into the top 10 in doubles now, an opportunity to try to get a major title, and she's been right there. She's already been to a final. So you just figure that maybe it's their day to turn things around, but it's going to be a lot of fun to watch them go toe-to-toe -to -toe again. That Miami match was incredible, so looking forward to some fun exchanges. Coco and Jesse made the final here last year. They want the title, and, of course, Taylor and Layla, they want to take it one step further. Much more still to come here on TC Live as we lead up to the night session. We are about 48 hours away from the most anticipated match of the entire year. It's an early look at Alcaraz Djokovic when we return to Paris. We are getting close to walkouts on Chatrier, but first, 
our loop net finding space winning point. What do you have, John? Who found space? Monster Bird found space. One of 30. 30. Hey, that's a big number, Mademoiselle Rubin. 30 drop shots. <laughs> and look at this. Bea gets there, but Anz ends up winning the point. She did not win the match, but she created an awful lot of space using every nook and cranny of this tennis court as she always does. That's too nice. That's a nice get, but Anz was on it. You hit a drop shot, you get ready for another one. That's exactly what happened there. Anz Loopnet finding space. She had the winning moment, but unfortunately did not get the victory. It's it's always whoever gets the hot shot, whoever gets the loop net, and it's they don't they don't win the match. But we give them, we give them a little love. Save it, spare a thought, John. Spare a thought. Why can't we give the winners? Uh, I don't know. They don't have the best highlights. Yeah, apparently. Didn't find space. <laughs> they're, they're too busy winning. Exactly. Uh, too busy. They're, they're just you know they're locked yeah. in. They're not doing the highlights. We are just two sleeps away from the biggest match of the season. Novak Djokovic, Carlos Alcaraz, two best players on the planet meeting for the first time this year. Chanda, who has played better on the way to the semifinals? You are talking to me, Steve, like I talked to my six-year-old. Two <laughs> sleeps, but I'm here for it. Now, this is a match we have been looking forward to. I mean, we've kind of talked about each player finding their best tennis. First it was Djokovic finding a way through some tough battles and then it was Alcaraz and the way he dismantled Tsitsipas. So impressive. Just the poise. He had some rough moments. He came through that as well and I think maybe that helped him uh, in this matchup against Djokovic. Of course, you know, the resume goes to Djokovic all across the board, especially, you know, the titles here, but Djokovic going for a huge number if he can win this title, but first he's got to get through Alcaraz. Is it, is it weird we haven't talked about that more? I mean, we've we've obsessed crazy. with this GOAT conversation for a decade, and finally Novak's, you know, six sets away from taking the all-time lead, but let's talk about the semifinal first. I mean, the, the reason why they both have streaks is Alcaraz didn't play in Australia, and it's kind of been, you know, this has showcased their strength. I mean, Alcaraz has played video game, muscular robot tennis, and what has Djokovic done? It hasn't been amazing highlights, but what he's done is play well when he has had to. I mean, every big point, he's there, he's undefeated in tiebreak. He hasn't hit an unforced error in 47 points played in tiebreakers this tournament. So this is Djokovic and his mental strength. This is Alcaraz and his young legs and, you know, loose, loose arm. And, and Djokovic, by the way, his streak, because he didn't play the U could not play the U.S. Open That's last right. year, right? Yeah. So that, that dates back to Roland Garros yeah. last year. Hasn't lost a major match. 19 for him, 12 right. for Alcaraz. And, and that was to a guy who's not in the draw. Right. 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 So. <laughs> All right. Time for the social net. Much, much more talk throughout the next two days about... Carlos Alcaraz, Novak Djokovic. Let's talk Rafa, though. Uh, the man who is not here had surgery on his hip. We saw this photo of Nadal in the hospital. Uh, said it'll be five months if all goes well to be back. Today, we saw a video of Rafa walking on crutches. Uh, what does this tell you, Chanda? Is this good news? Yeah, I think, you know, usually after these surgeries, they want to get you moving as quickly as possible. So not quite sure if that means better news or the same news uh, in terms of the recovery period. But hopefully this is the first step uh, on his way back to being pain-free and getting back to doing what he loves. Clearly plans to uh, try to play next season. Uh, but this, I think, is good signs. John? Yeah, I mean, I think, what, what did we learn? That this this was serious business. I mean, th this wasn't some minor surgery. Again, we talked about the other day how the hip doctor was flown from Vail, Colorado to Barcelona. So this this was not nothing, but it also goes to show how committed Nandal is to getting back here. And, um, you know, with, with, with any luck, the recovery goes well, and we see him 2024. One future Hall of Famer to another. We love a good gender reveal. And check this out from Naomi Osaka. That's right. 
had one. It's a girl, Chanda. What a beautiful photo. Uh, I love these moments, and you know, there's so much joy, there's so much excitement. This is a new phase of life for Naomi Osaka. Until then, she needs to enjoy the sleep she's getting. But it's so nice when you get to find out whether you're having a boy or a girl. And of course, you want the baby to be healthy. That's number one. But these are these are fun moments, and we love seeing the pictures from them. We really do. She was standing in front of a wall that says, a little princess is on the way. Her boyfriend, Corday, posted the hashtag, girl dad. John, you're a girl dad. I'm a girl, proud girl dad. Um, and good for Naomi Osaka. I mean, I think a lot of tennis left to be played. One thing this event has already shown, whether it's Alina Svitolina, whether it's Taylor Townsend, who we just discussed, you can be very, very successful post-maternity leave. So uh, hopefully Naomi sees the success of fellow mothers and is inspired to come back similarly. Yeah, Osaka said she'll be ready to go. Australia next year, we send her all of our love. Here is Thursday's schedule. It's a big Thursday on Tennis Channel. We are starting to hand out trophies. The mixed doubles final, 6 a.m. Eastern, then TC Live at 8 a.m., leading up to the women's singles semifinals. Back after this. All right, we are about 10 minutes away. From our final quarterfinal, TC Lab at Roland Garros. We're going four wide starting tomorrow. Myself, Chanda, John, and Paul Anacone joining right. the team. 8 a.m. Eastern, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Mark it on your calendars. Cannot wait for that as we welcome you back onto the desk. And it is time, Chanda, to catch up on your FanDuel picks. How did we do yesterday? You mean today? Well, it was yesterday's, it was the, yesterday's pick for today. But it happened today. The loss I took was today. Right. Well, so it was one sleep until we showed the results. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jabur, of course, we saw the match. We saw the highlights. Adon Maya came through incredibly. Jabur was, what, a few yeah. points, a handful of points away? Yeah. But close doesn't count, Steve. So <laughs> here we are. Here we are. Still 32-18. and 18, Great record. Uh, pick for today for tomorrow. I, I gotta try to go with plus money. I think Sabalenka is gonna win this match. However, <laughs> however, play the you know, right. play the odds. Every now and then I, I pick up a few tips from places and I'm gonna put five on Mufava because I can't afford more than that. You, you got five on it. <laughs> so you're not doing ten. I wanted you to say that. I wanted you to sing that song. That's why. I okay. I hope you do that every day. <laughs> right now, new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $2,500. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to start making every moment more. All right, it is time to discuss more of Holgaruna, Kasparud. Uh, John, what do you think will make the difference in this match tonight? Yeah, I mean, I think who's going to attack whose second serve, which loomed large in their match last year. Again, I just think at this level, these guys know each other. They played each other five times already. I think a lot of this is just mastering the occasion. They know who they're going to play in the next round. They've both played late in majors, but this is a big opportunity for, for both of them. And it's a big moment. Past couple hours, by the way, Chanda, Holger has been posting photos of a new bathroom project at his home in Denmark, updates from his summer cottage. I mean, social media, not reality, but that seems pretty relaxed. He's pretty focused think? on the match. Yeah. <laughs> either, either pretty relaxed or not focused on the match. Can you set these posts on a timer? I mean, is that... Uh, maybe. He was literally posting about that before today's match. Yeah. Interesting. That one looks like it's got this great tub. It is beautiful. Yeah. Just, wait, can we a bag back? Can we discuss? <laughs> it's the big Babylon. No. 
Cet automne, il est danois. Voici Olga Rune. Now, Rune has won seven, has won seven straight matches against top five opponents before losing to Medvedev in Rome. And one of those wins came against Casper Rude. By the way, in the live rankings, Rune has actually passed Casper Rude. But they go by the rankings that started before the tournament, and Casper was ranked higher. He gets introduced second. Route 2 and 0 in major quarterfinals. 0 and 6 against top 10 players in majors. Something's got to give. Jason Goodall, Hall of Famer Jim Courier, have you covered on the other side? The eighth live quarterfinal exclusively on Tennis Channel, under the lights, in the city of lights. It is coming up next.